If you're looking for other great podcasts to listen to, check out The World Wonders. I personally love The World Wonders. It's been my travel oasis when I actually can't go places now because of COVID. The World Wanderers is hosted by Amanda Kingsmith and Ryan Ferguson and is all about travel and adventures around the world. Travel is a lifestyle and how they live a digital nomad life. To learn more about their podcast, head on over to wonderbarn.com slash the world wanderers. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a, another episode of People Talking People. It is just me today, so it's just Randy. Uh, Jen did a solo episode last week talking about reflection, and we thought it would be really fun for each of us to kind of talk about why we do it and how we do it um, in our own worlds without necessarily like crossing the two. So here we are today. It is just me. I have a a weird maybe like background with reflection. I didn't always reflect growing up. It wasn't something that I was like taught to do as a child. Um, and then obviously you get into high school and they start talking about like setting goals and setting smart goals and, you know, making sure that you have time to come back and, you know, circle, circle back on those things and, check in with yourself on them. And that was always something that I really struggled with. Every time we'd set goals at the beginning of the school year, I was not good at circling back to them. Um, And it wasn't even something that I think I really started to master until I was probably like 18 or 17 or 18. Um, so for some of you, that math probably seems off because I'm talking about not being good at it at high, in high school and then kind of getting better at it at 17 and 18. And I graduated high school at 16. So once I was out of high school, kind of in the real world, doing some other things, I finally kind of found my footing with the concept of reflection. And I don't reflect in a way that I think think a lot of people do mainly because one of the things I've learned about myself in the past year is that I just take a really long time to process my emotions and to take in like a setting um, or a situation. So when I encounter something, I simultaneously like process and reflect on it because I just take my good old time figuring out how I feel and why I feel and, and what I was feeling or why I felt that way or why I said this or why I didn't say that. Um, so for me, reflection has been less of a process of like sitting down and thinking through everything that I've ever done in my life and trying to figure out like, (laughs) what I was good at and what I was bad at and what I enjoyed and what I didn't like. It's been a lot more, um, for me personally, I think reflection has been becoming really present in the moment and understanding that, yes, I can revisit these things and I can, you know, think about something that surprised me or a win that I had and I can, can celebrate those things or reflect on, you know, what went really well and how I can duplicate that or maybe what could have gone better and how I can improve that process. Um, But for me personally, I like 
that I process my emotions slowly because it gives me the opportunity to reflect on things while they're still fresh. So even if life gets kind of like busy and weird and um, if it feels a little like disjointed at times, I know that I'm not going to miss anything because I am just like, I'm not giving myself that time to pause and reflect. So that said, um, a couple of things that have helped me kind of make reflection and space to reflect part of my like emotionally processing process is making sure that I'm not overbooking myself, which has been harder than it sounds. Um, I'm a busy bee. I like to, to stay busy. I like to keep busy. I like to, I thrive to some extent on the concept of busyness. Um, so making time for me to say like, okay, I don't need to do something every night this week. Like it's okay to have a night to myself where I watch TV or do the dishes or listen to music or read a book or, you know, binge a podcast. Like all of those things are fine and normal and healthy. Um, and then giving, like actually letting myself do that instead of just like acknowledging that those things are great and helpful ways to, you know, balance your work life and de-stress and stay present kind of where you're at and have time to check in on yourself. There are things that I never really did. I didn't really create space for me in that way. And as a child, that was fine. I could go to practice five nights a week and have a swim meet and go hang out with friends and like do other things because my mornings looked really different. My mornings were much slower. I had time kind of then to assess like how I was feeling and what needed to change and what was going well and what wasn't going well. Um, but as I moved into adulthood, mornings... <laughs> are really hard to maintain in that kind of air where you're um, using them as like a time to reset and relax because you got to get to bed at a decent hour to do that. And if you are someone like me who struggles with some chronic illness, like I can try my best to get up and most days I can, but some days I just can't, uh, you know, I need that extra hour or two of sleep. And so having, you know, more commitments in the mornings make it a little bit harder to incorporate that kind of gentle reflection into my day when I get up. So having, you know, busy nights no longer works. Like I have to compromise somewhere. Um, for me, that compromise has been a little more forced because I do need time to process my emotions. Um, and if I don't take time to process my emotions, there's a lot of crying involved. So there's really, really good reasons for me to make time to do that. Um, not that crying is bad, but I think there is crying from pure overwhelm all of the time is not a sustainable place to be. So for me, I think there was a lot of opportunity to be intentional and live a little bit slower. Uh, I lived in Chicago for about 18 months, almost two years. 
And the fast pace of the city was great. I loved it. There was always something to do, always something going on, always people to see, um, always restaurants open. There was tons of noise all of the time. It was really hard to find moments of peace and tranquility in the cityscape that was population density. Um, and so I moved, I moved back home almost a year ago now, and I live in a really small town with the Amish. Um, and it has been a beautiful thing for my life as someone who just enjoys moving a little bit slower and being present where I am. It's given me a lot of time an ability to do that. So that said, I, (laughs) I live in a place now where I, nothing is open on Sundays. Um, because most of it is all small businesses who need time to be with their families. So nothing is open on Sundays, which is great. Um, things close pretty early in the evenings, which is great. It means that there's not a ton of just like, there's no reason for me to stay up because nothing else is open. Like I can't go do anything. (laughs) Um, and it, I feel like has cultivated some deeper relationships with my friends as well. It's allowed me to really slow down and be present and intentional with them, um, there's not really a ton of things to rush off to. So we can have deeper conversations more regularly because there's nowhere to go. There's nothing else to do. So as far as reflection as a whole, why I do it, it's become really important to me just as a tool to help process my emotions. So I can say like, oh, I'm feeling really frustrated today. And then I can start asking me some myself some questions about like why I'm feeling so frustrated or what upset me or what expectations did I have that didn't come into fruition? Um, is this like becoming a habitual thing? Like, am I regularly feeling upset and frustrated? <laughs> is this like a one-time thing? Like, what's going on? Um, and so because of how I process my emotions, reflection has come really uh, naturally to me, but it is also something that has required me to learn what to do with that information. So it's one thing for me to sit down, to think through my emotions, to do a little like journaling, to start naming some of the feelings that I have felt recently or am currently feeling And it's another thing for me to not do anything without information, to just like validate it and say like, okay, this is everything that I'm feeling right now. Great. Um, Moving on. Uh, But it's another thing. And the, the more important thing and the piece here that I've really learned is key is taking all that information that I have like named and validated and saying like, okay, this thing is consistently stressing me out, which means that something somewhere has to change or whether it's a change like with that thing or whether it's a change with something else that'll give me more free time to allow me to not be stressed about whatever it is that's stressing me out. Um, There's a level of action that is required on behalf of reflection. The power of reflection is 
for me personally, at least is knowing that you don't have to stay where you are. Like once you know where you are, you can make a map and get to where you want to be. But if you never take a step back to really assess where you are and what's going on, the map that you make is going to be wrong. (laughs) Um, Because there's a really good chance that you missed you know, a cliff somewhere or a mountain that you didn't realize or didn't see or thought was just a small hill. Um, So for me, reflection has really become an ongoing, I don't want to use the word like reset, but like an ongoing source of accountability to ensure that I'm continuing to make progress towards the things that matter. It's really easy to get caught up in the things that are distracting or potentially like more fun than doing the hard work and putting in the the hard um, the effort and following through with the execution needed to grow and develop in the ways that you desire. But as soon as you can make that habitual and you can reflect on the things that are going super well, those things for me are what keep me motivated to stick through the hard seasons. Um, You know, growth isn't easy. It's not an overnight occurrence. And I think for most of us, reflection is a key piece of growth that doesn't have to be overly formal. It can be as simple as, you know, just being honest with yourself and being like, I'm really disappointed that I'm not seeing results yet or that nothing has changed, even though I've been putting in a lot of hard work or like, you know, I've drank as much like half my body weight in water every day this week and I don't feel any more hydrated. I just have to pee all the time. (laughs) Like you can name your disappointment and your frustration with things. And then you can say like, okay, what can I do to make this better? Like, does it need more time? Do I need to tweak something else? Like, how do I need to give myself space for this thing to change and grow and evolve in the way that I want it to? And that for me is kind of the power of reflection is that it doesn't um, tie you down to a a path or a train that you don't want to be on. Like you have the power to get on another train or to build another path. Um, And reflection is kind of what gives you the opportunity to unleash that. So I don't know if this was incredibly helpful to you, but if it was, I'd love to hear it. Feel free to shoot me a message on LinkedIn or get in touch with Jen or I some other way, um, you know, smoke signal, owls, honing pigeons, you name it. But thanks for tuning in for another episode of People Talking People. Remember, reflection doesn't have to be cumbersome. It can just be a way to help you refine your future. <laughs> um, and on that note, we will see you back here next week. Jen and I are going to be talking about something super fun. One of my favorite topics ever, which is how to give yourself more credit. So if you are someone who struggles to do that or are trying to get better at it, tune in next week, hit the subscribe button, and we will see you back here soon. Have a good one.
This episode of People Talking People was produced and edited by Jermaine McClellan, a.k.a. the Afrocentric Jukebox.